0: that sound this is a good one
1: hey everybody and welcome to the full scale outdoors podcast waterfowl wednesday edition i'm your host nick johnson and today i thought a good subject to go deep in since i'm running solo without dale would be hunting solo um, hunting solo is uh, something that's kind of taken over um, my recreational hunting activities over the last few years. You know, I remember it was maybe like five, six years ago even. Um, me, Joe Heinz, and Alex Schumacher, we were down in Oklahoma guiding hunts. Alec was filming for us, and we were driving around looking for birds or, or just doing whatever we do in Oklahoma. And Alex said to me, um, Nick, out of all the people who are like public duck and goose hunters that I can think of, um, he says, I think you solo hunt more than anybody that I know of. And I wasn't, like, trying to uh, be known as a solo hunter. It's just something that happened because uh, migration events happen, and, uh, you know, I would bail out of work or get off of work and grab my Carson Pintail and go to the nearest pond and set up three dozen V-boards and try to get out and, and hunt a migration and hope I made it there on time. Or... I get a wild hair up my butt about going to some prairie or something like that and uh, just seeing what's in the area actually and you know, setting up a few decoys while I'm at it. And um, along the way, I guess I really started getting into um, solo hunting a lot. And there's a lot of challenges that come along with solo hunting, but there's also a lot of like really, really rewarding moments um, for when you solo hunt. Um, the first thing that comes to mind when I just say rewarding, um, how good you shoot. Um, (laughs) it is, uh, absolutely insane how good of a shot you become when nobody's looking. Not only that, but birds react much differently to one shooter versus five shooters, um, What I mean by that is, you're hunting with your buddies, you got a flock of geese that comes in, it's like, kill them! Okay, birds are in a constant state of flaring. When you get a flock that's coming in and doing it, they do not stop flaring. It is a six second report of just pure shotgun shells going off. That is not the case when you're solo hunting. Number one, there ain't nobody yelling, kill him! What are you doing? What are you going to do? Yell, kill him! To yourself? No, you're just going to slither all sneakily out of your blind, or poke that barrel out of the cattails, and when it's time to shoot, BAM! Your first shot goes off. And there's many times where, like, say I'm really only intending on killing one bird, like, say I want to just, I'll just shoot one out of this flock, or say i am got two left for my limit, so I just want to shoot one now. There are so many times, solo hunting, where I'll come up, Bow! Shoot one shell, crunch a bird, and the other ducks or geese, they flare, but, but it's it's a flare more like, Ah, what was that? And then they look around like, I don't know what that was. Uh, well, what do we do? I don't know. And you hit them with another call, and they're like, eh, maybe it was nothing. And they will like either circle around or or <laughs> recommit to a spread or really not ever uncommit to the spread. You know, like it just startles them like, oh, what was that? Uh, uh, nothing, nothing. Cause they don't see you come out of the blind. They don't, you know, you don't hear a human being. They don't hear 20 other shot shells go off. That's, um, that's one of the really cool things about hunting solo is how you just, you don't affect the birds like a group of hunters affects the birds a group of hunters really scares the birds away. Not just that flock, but incoming flocks and and flocks that are already out on the landscape. When they hear that thunder rumble of um, three and a half inch loads going through ported chokes, they know like, all right, I ain't going that fucking way. And when it's just you, and I'm shooting a 20 gauge too without a ported choke and I'm shooting loads that go 1300 feet per second. um, It's just, it's, it's I always call those shot shells polite, but they're just quieter. They're just quieter, and they make less of an impact on not only the birds you're shooting, but the birds in the area. I uh, so I wrote down a bunch of like stuff like this. You know, that's one really cool thing about solo hunting is how good you shoot, like accuracy wise, like when no one's looking. And then um, part of that really good shooting is you're not shooting at like flaring birds. So I wrote down some stuff here, like some of the challenges when it comes to solo hunting, some of the benefits when it comes to solo hunting. Do you think solo hunting is right for you? Um, how, do you how can you get into solo hunting? What are some tools that have helped me become a better solo hunter? Um, anyways, let's get into it. So here's some things I wrote down. Challenges to being a solo hunter. Number one, cost. It's expensive. To hunt by yourself, and I'm doing trips too. Like I'm driving all over the place by myself, and uh, you're not splitting gas. You're not splitting hotel rooms. So that's one thing just to keep in mind if you want to get into the solo hunting. It is kind of expensive. Um, another thing about hunting solo is your equipment and the amount of labor you can put into setting out that equipment is severely limited. It's limited to you. So dropping a trailer load of 300 full bodies it's just not in the cards so i've been hunting with like anywhere from like 25 to 42 decoys and i know 42 because i know for a fact the last few years i have not set out more than 42 decoys by myself because with dave smith giants which is what i've been using um i guess i have set out more than that with silhouettes but it's just, it's too laborious. I'm getting to up to the point where I'm spending a solid 40 minutes setting up decoys. Um, that's with Dave Smith's Giants. If you've got some other decoys like um, that are tossing the trailer decoys with their bases remaining attached, stuff like DOAs, um, Dakotas, Bigfoots, you can increase that a little bit, maybe to about 120 to 140 decoys. And, and, and you're still looking at, like, 40 minutes of labor. But then after that, you still got to do stuff like um, set up your hide, um, get your truck out of the field, walk back into the field, because ain't nobody else parking your truck for you either. So the equipment and the labor starts to become a consideration. Like, okay, um, when I hunt by myself, what am I going to do for equipment? Well, what can I do? That's the That's a question. Okay, I can do probably... 15 dozen silhouettes by myself. If I can drive out there, if I can walk out there, I can do one bag. How many can I get in a bag? Uh, I got a shoulder bag. Uh, I think it's a uh I think it's a uh, deadly decoys bag or a em right bag. I can't remember. But it's one of those luggage style bags with the backpack straps on it. I got 70 corrugated plastic Big Al silhouettes in there. So I know like if I'm doing a walk-in spot, I can do 70 um 70 silhouettes. If I I can use my cart, and I can get more than that, and if I use my cart, the absolute maximum number of Dave Smiths I can do is 42, and I don't even try it with, like, Bigfoots or anything. If you can drive out into a spot, you're looking at, like, yeah, however many you can do or want to do by yourself. So it, it changes the game, like, because if you got eight guys, it's not that hard to put out fucking... 60 dozen um silhouettes or these massive massive spreads that ain't happening by yourself um more challenges scouting it's hard to scout for yourself like when you got a group of guys and you've all said we're gonna go scouting and we'll all hunt together no matter what place we find you you got triple the amount of trucks out there if you got three guys scouting compared to just you and this is something that kind of um, it perpetuates the hunting in big groups thing. And, and something you've seen, like, maybe on social media, um, maybe um, trending this way, where it seems like guys are hunting in bigger and bigger and bigger groups. Well, there's a reason for that. Like, number one, it's no secret that getting permission is harder um, today than it has been in a long time. So if a guy can get his buddies out onto a field, he's going to invite a bunch of them because they likely didn't find a spot for themselves and maybe they're contributing or maybe some guys got the decoys and some guys got the calling and some guys got the spot so you're getting a lot of that but hunting solo although the scouting is harder one of the benefits of it is the permission does get easier um when you say it'll be just me i want to maybe go uh, set up along that fence line put out a handful of decoys and maybe just hunt till about 11 o'clock tomorrow morning it's it's, it's, uh, it's a lot less of an ask than saying, can me and my, you know, buddies, uh, come out here and hunt tomorrow? Well, how many buddies? 11. <laughs> you know, like, um, it, it makes, it put yourself in the farmer's position. And some guy says, you mind if I go out there and try it out tomorrow? Just going to be me or another guy that says it's gonna be him and his 11 buddies. I mean, unless the guy has an in, you're like the guy with the 11 buddies, then obviously you as a solo hunter have an upper hand. And this is another thing, like even though taking trips is cost prohibitive when you're hunting solo, When you start showing up with that license plate that's not anywhere from uh, where you're hunting and the farmer sees your license plate or they hear your accent and they go, where the hell are you from? And you say, I'm from wherever. They say, what the hell are you doing out here? hunting ducks and geese like well i just drove out here man and i tell you what it would really make my trip if you would just let me get out onto that spot just for tomorrow morning man i, I wouldn't be any bother it's just me i'll go in i'll close that fence i'll set up on the corner of that spot blah 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 dude your your, your permission rate really really goes through the roof because they're not giving permission to anybody they don't they, they haven't seen okay that's pretty obvious another um one thing, uh, this could be under under a challenge and a reward, but the decisions you make. The decisions you make are both hard, but it's so nice that they're yours. Um, making decisions, where to set your spread, where to park the truck, everything is on your shoulders. If you fuck it up, it's on you. Of course, nobody's gonna be mad at you for fucking it up. You just go, ah, oh, son of a bitch. I should not have set up in this spot in the field. Okay, that's on you. And sometimes that could go either way. Sometimes it's good to have a second set of eyes or a third set of eyes. Going, you know, I think you might be wrong about that. Um, here, a quick side note. One of the most <sighs> one of the most wrong I have ever been was when me and Joe were hunting in Oklahoma, and this is on the roost I think too. When we were hunting a pond. And I think Alec was filming for us, and uh, we waited for the um there's a bunch of cackling geese. They went out to go feed and we were waiting. And as soon as they left the pond, we went to go set up on in there. And I wanted to set up on one side of the pond, and Joe wanted to set up on the other. And I said, dude, I'm putting my foot down. This is where we're gonna set up. And the first big water cacklers came back from the wheat fields, locked up, got super excited. They did about two circles and then they landed exactly where Joe (laughs) said that we needed to set up. Sometimes it's good to have another set of eyes going, I think you got this one wrong and you can take into consideration their opinion. But sometimes, man, there just gets to be too many fucking cooks in the kitchen and you got three guys, you know, like I've showed up to the where you got, you know, 10 guys on a hunt. Everybody's trying to show how much. They know about how this hunt is going to go down. And you got three guys arguing about what to do. And you know that they're all wrong. Like, oh, man. Okay, whatever, whatever choices they make is going to be the wrong choice. So it's nice to hunt where there's no arguments and there's no compromises. It's just you and it's, it's, it's on your shoulders, yes, but it's 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 your decision to make um and another thing about solo hunting is just the absolute boredom that comes along with it that's another thing but uh you know it's it's high highs and it's low lows when it comes to solo hunting the lows are low like when you're like oh man I shouldn't be out here I shouldn't have done this whoops i guess i'll just stick it out that is some boring shit man that's some boring shit and you can beat yourself up the lows are low but i man this is kind of the stuff i live for you know like when the highs when you knock it out of the park when you grand slam it um it's awesome but there's nobody to high five it's just you maybe some photos and the memories and this, the feeling of uh, reward that you know, like, that you did this yourself. It was on your own laurels. It was on your own merits. Um, so anyways, I guess that's a, a quick 15-minute rant about solo hunting. Some tools that I found um, that are really helpful. No, number one, for sure, is going to be the honker hauler cart from Decoy Carts. That's just a big old giant two-wheeled cart that you can push equipment out into the field. If you're like me, uh, you're gonna invest $1,000 and you're gonna buy an electric bike wheel for the thing, and now you don't have to push things out into the field. Now you can just take this cart and walk behind it. Look that up, hit hit that up on the Google machine, the um, Honker Hauler Cart by Decoy Carts. Um, That was an awesome investment. One aspect of solo hunting that I will not be able to elaborate on, but I know is really, really an amazing way to solo hunt is having a nice boat to do it. And I wish I had one guy I'd love to talk to about this is my buddy Jeff Houston. Um, Jeff uh is one of the OG Goosebusters guide service. Um, just a straight killer. Um I, I he I'm always talking to him about like, Migrator hunting, getting his take on things, seeing what he saw that day, how he did that day. And Jeff Houston is like almost an exclusive water hunter. And um, he is almost an exclusive solo hunter. And he is very, very good at it. Very, very, very good. And uh, I've hunted with him a few times and I don't know the details. But um, he hunts out of a nice boat, a nice big boat. It's big. It's safe. It's safe usually is running like over 50 Bigfoot floaters, sometimes over 100 Bigfoot floaters by himself. And I remember one time when I was hunting with him, he had a very, very nice um, trolling motor. And I'm way out of my depth here talking about boats, motors, and big water hunting. Um, boats, motors, big water hunting, and dogs is something that I'm not going to be very um, uh, very knowledgeable about, but I, 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 just one problem with water hunting for me is it's always like difficult. I've got a, my whole life, I've had a Karsten pintail. I paddle out. It's like whatever gear I can paddle out, but Jeff, he's really got it down, um, for hunting solo. And he had a, like a really, really nice trolling motor. I can't remember if he had like a remote control with it or something, but one time I was hunting with him, and so we're we, we're hunting over like sixty or seventy bigfoot floaters. And it was just him. It's like him, me and my brother were out hunting. And he was just controlling that trolling motor for us picking up decoys. And uh, we wiggled like zigzagged through that spread in like fifteen minutes or less, maybe, while I was just like grabbing Bigfoots out of the water, um spinning up those weights as fast as I could, chucking them through the uh, to the back of the boat. He's like, got them all? Got them all. Bam. He fired up the uh, surface drive. Off we went. Like that guy had it down to a T. So like for me, being in uh, hunting a lot of fields and hunting um, uh, small water situations, the honker hauler cart and V boards. Um, Right now there are no V boards for sale. You can't, there's some old, uh, there's some sitting ducks V boards. What V boards are is a floating platform for three silhouette goose decoys that fold up. So me hunting small water, paddling out in a karsten pintail, I could very, very easily get um, three dozen of these silhouettes on the water. And if you got three dozen big owls or three dozen real geese on the water, um, that really stands out. You have awesome vis- visibility. And I've had really, 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 really good success hunting over V boards. Um, the honker hauler cart would be for like getting out into fields by yourself when you can't drive. And then, um, I guess my takeaway from hunting with Jeff Houston is that trolling motor he had on his boat just made picking up a breeze like, and when you can pick up fifty or sixty Bigfoot floaters in uh, in a matter of fifteen or twenty minutes. Now you've got hunting down to being easy and, um, which is going to be really, yeah you really have to think, how do I make this easier? If it's just you, I mean, even an, even a weird thing to think about when you're hunting by yourself is safety. Like there's been times where I'm like, I shouldn't do that. Um, cause if I fucking slip or if I drown, uh, they're not going to find me for a couple days. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a weird thing to think about, but anyways, Oh, that's about all I got honestly. um I, I've been looking at uh, I've been looking at a lot of Sitka gear and I've been looking at a lot of clothing stuff. I think I might do an episode on that next week. If you guys have anything about solo hunting that you'd like to hear um, reach out to me. We're gonna keep this episode short this week down to 20 minutes um, and this episode is brought to you by the goose Tech app. look, it's very very simple. better goose calling equals more dead geese do whatever it takes to get more to get better at goose calling that it's going to improve your memories your your enjoyment your friends enjoyment your invites the bigger your piles are it's just it's a straight line equation better goose calling Equals more dead geese. The Goose Tech app is my goose calling instructional in smartphone app. It's available now on the Google Play Store and in the Apple App Store. It costs $20, the same price as one of those old VHS or DVDs, and probably the best $20 you can invest in your hunting success. Shotguns cost a thousand bucks. Decoy spreads cost several thousand bucks. A goose call costs 150 bucks. And an app costs 20 bucks. Um, Check out The Roost. Uh, my buddy uh, Joe Heinz and Scott Trinan really have done a great job with that. Um, they're not a sponsor of the podcast or anything, but they are... They're they, You know what? Fuck it. They are a sponsor of the podcast. The Roost sponsors Waterfall Wednesday because I like those guys. And they've got a lot of really good content about improving your goose calling. That's Scott Trinan. Um, he's also got a bunch of good hunts on there. And then Joe Hines, he's got a bunch of really fucking awesome hunts on there too. And, um, God, I was just talking to Joe today about, um, about getting footage for waterfall hunting and, and, um, you know, the stuff that we we see these days and comparing it to the, what me and Joe grew up with. And I really think when I say what me and Joe grew up with, like the Fred Zink and the Jeff Foyles and the Scott Trinan quality of, of, uh, of footage, you know, it was not done, you know, like on a GoPro. And it was it was really, really, really great footage and great calling that we grew up with. And and I'm super excited that Joe kind of took the reins and he's doing a bunch of awesome content um on the roost. And Scott Trinan, um if it wasn't for Scott Trinan, there would be no Goose Tech app, you know, like uh, Scott Trinan uh, took the book and then just kind of rewrote it when it came to um, learning how to Goose Call. That's four bucks a month. All right. So a hundred, buy yourself two nice Goose Calls, you know, the Nick Johnson Signature Series, maybe a gear Call, try a couple of them out, um, try out the Roost, try out Goose Tech app, try out the YouTube, um, the YouTube uh, Instructionals, however far those get you, <laughs> but um And do whatever you can to get better at goose calling. Guys, we got a month left. It is going to be September 1st before you know it. And then why don't, if you guys don't, if you want, reach out to me. Ask me some questions about solo hunting. It's coming up. Um, I couldn't be more excited about it. Thank you very much for listening to today's short podcast. And uh, we'll catch you next week.